Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to heart of Midlothian Football Club. The Jambos fell to another dismal defeat to the Dons, losing 3-0 against Aberdeen up north on Saturday. And joining me, Adam Kennedy, to discuss another pish performance at Pitodre is Daniel McIver. What's happening, McIver? Hello. Um, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm off work all week. So, just having a nice chill time. Uh, I stopped watching the game after 20 minutes because I was like, I'm not letting this annoy me that much. So, all in all, doing well. How are you now that you're back in the country? Spewing that I'm back in the country, first and yeah. foremost. Um, I was actually, do you know, having been kept away for an extra two, three days, I was actually relieved when I landed in Edinburgh Airport. I think it's the first time I've ever been to Edinburgh Airport and actually been delighted to be there, having not leaving the country. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was nice. Um, But ever since I've been back, (laughs) it's been anything but nice. Uh, Stressed at my box. um, And then football, which is kind of seen as like most people's sort of I don't know, guilty pleasure or like something that alienates them from everyday life. It's not going well in a footballing sense either at the minute. So life's just not really that good. I sort of want to get to April and even then I look and want to get to April and I think we'll be away to Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. That doesn't that doesn't bode me well. Like that, that I, I don't feel confident heading into that game now and we should. Kelly are good at home. Kelly are good at home. And we are dreadful away, as we'll come <laughs> yes, to. Um, but, listen, enough about me. I, I'm shy. You're, you're good. You're good. Hey! You're, a big ad- you're a big advocate of VAR. You're a big advocate of Robbie Nielsen. I am. I am. But it's fair to say that neither had the best weekend. And before we chat about another woeful performance from a heart's perspective, we're going to go around the grounds. Uh, all six fixtures took place on the Saturday. What with it being the international break? Another time to just be... Absolutely buzzing that the weekend's here. Um, the first, the first of the the quintet or the the six matches, I should say, was Motherwell and Rangers playing out a six goal thriller at Fir Park. Certainly not immune from controversy that one, as will be the common theme amongst the five three o'clock fixtures. The first of which was Celtic bouncing back from going a goal down to Hibernian, ten man Hibernian. Uh, Parkhead, uh, but again, the league leaders do what they do and come out with the three points. One each was a popular scoreline, as that was the case at Tanadice. Jim Goodwin being haunted by his former club St Mirren after Dundee United took the lead with a great goal from Stephen Fletcher. Um, and Kilmarnock against Johnston, another match which ended one apiece, and another match where controversy was ever present left, right, and centre. Kelly being held at home, I suspect that won't be the case in their first match in April. Uh, and Livingston! Got the better of Ross County, a much-needed win for the Livy Lions, uh, given they were in poor form ahead of their game against County in West Lothian, uh, beating them 2-1. What did you make of the other quintet of games, Mr McIver? Uh, Fair play to Livingston, bouncing back. Uh, My mate Sean is their commentator, and I was speaking to him before it about how they're just in a complete nosedive, and then Malky McKay turns up, and they basically get back to winning ways. Fancy Um, Livy to get back to winning ways, I had 2-1. I thought I thought that was a good a good fixture for them, but given that they'd lost to uh, Inverness and mm-hmm. Hebs and Rangers, it, it'd been a tough time for them. But certainly, I, I think that that will boost their top six push. Um, in regards to Jim Goodwin and Dundee United, I don't know what's happening with them. They seem to be looking online. 
he immediately seems to have made an impact in terms of they seem to actually have a plan, but they're still not getting wins. They're they're either doing well and then losing, or doing well and then dropping points. Generally, is that just going to be well? That's what happens when you're going to get relegated, even if you start playing well. It's too little, too late, kind of thing. It's just in that first win, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, Killy St Mirren was funny. Basically, Killy St Johnston. St Johnston was funny because of the penalty situations. That was funny. Or the penalty that wasn't given. Yeah, that's that's mental. How can Andy Considine do a Macarena in the box and not get penalised? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Um, Rangers won. Great. And I I remember seeing... Sorry, please tell me you've seen Kevin Van Veen's goal and Fashion Sakala's. Was it Sakala's? Yeah, Yeah, Sakala's, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Who's drawing these lights? No, wait, no, wait. Oh, I didn't know that's what you meant. No, yeah. No. The line is right in both of them. The, Do you the think? Pitch, well, yeah, because the line on VR is calibrated by the goal line and halfway line. The the lines on the pitch are just drawn by a guy <laughs> with a lawnmower. They're not what you go off. <laughs> so it's either the Motherwell Grounds' fault or... Yeah, it is, is the Motherwell Grounds' fault. <laughs> the lines... There's a bit... Someone posted a photo of our park and you look at the lines and one of the lines just starts going off to one corner but it's meant to be straight. You don't use the lines of the pitch. You use the line of the computer that's calibrated oh, off the, the bylines. That is so cinch. And, and sorry, as well, did you see the instance where the ball was kind of kicked in like the TV and tower? And stuck in oh, the thing. Mate. Oh, mate. Alan McCoy was buzzing. Alan McCoy was buzzing. Um, I remember seeing, in regards to Celtic Hibs, I remember seeing a stat where it was if Bayern Munich started every game last season 1-0 down, they would have still won the Bundesliga by 10 points. Wow. And it seems that Celtic are just now doing that as a challenge. They're just like, right, we'll go 1-0 down and then we'll still comfortably win. It's fine. That's so depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's great, That isn't Bayern it? stat's mad. Where did you source that from? It was uh, from Tifo, Yeah. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? That's a damning indictment of the Bundesliga and now our league because Celtic just seem to be doing that. That's that's making me already. I mean, I'm tender as it is. I miss Currywurst (laughs) and I miss the Olympic (laughs) Stadium. I miss the Hertha Ultras. I miss the entire experience. Like, I was just thinking about it there. Obviously, the game I went to Mm -hmm. had its VAR usage. And it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. The referee literally... So it comes up on the screen first and foremost that he's checking for something. He's over to the screen. No more than 10 seconds. Makes the decision. Calls the pen. Given. Take it. Score. Was it an easy decision? Was it like yes. an obvious pen? I, I thought it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right. I'd be interested because I know that German VR is the model that everybody... And Italian it's, VR is really it's good. It's shit hot. The, um, yeah. Italian as well. That's kind of what you want to aspire to. It is always interesting when you see more harder decisions. They do still take a wee bit longer, but it generally is way quicker. But again, you'd have that leniency, whereas if it is something that is debatable, seriously debatable, I I don't mind that. If they they were to reach the right conclusion, they could take as long as they like for something that's, that's, you know, touch and go. It's the black and white obvious ones that they cannot identify instantly 
and still spend 10 minutes on that you're like how how can that be a thing and this is the thing for me like looking amongst the six games why are officials not held accountable really you've got woeful decisions but but these decisions like they're made week by week they could cost teams points they could cost managers their jobs they could cost background staff at clubs their jobs it's folks' livelihoods. Why is this not ever brought to question? Well, I think it is brought. To, it's brought to question every week by. Oh, everybody. sorry. Why is why is it then not? Like the only answer that we've got is some show on BBC, the verdict that I've never even watched. I have. It's actually. I quite like it. It's it's actually quite insightful. But time. again, like you don't you don't see officials being demoted league by league, do you? Yeah, that, and that's the thing. That that's where it all comes down to. It's like. Lee Johnson was spot on with what he said after the Celtic game where it's like we're a top 10 league we put we have teams allegedly the Champions League the Europa League the Conference League we had one of our teams was in the final of a European competition last season we should have full time referees it's insane that we don't it's absolutely mental One of just many gripes that we'll get to on this podcast, I'm, I'm yep. sure. Um, look, we're not going to spend too long chatting about the Hearts game. Um, Why? Why not? It was a lovely it, experience. Because it was, it was done in, because it was done inside half an hour. In fact, no, I'd go as far as to say it was done inside five minutes. Probably, yeah. Anywho. Robbie Nielsen named three changes to the Hearts team that was knocked out of the Scottish Cup after being swept aside by Celtic at Tynecastle. Alex Cochran replaced Stephen Kingsley to start at left wing back. In midfield, Robert Snodgrass took Andy Halliday's spot. And George Grant made way for our main marksman and standard skipper, Lauren Shankland, which meant that Hearts lined up as follows. Xander Clark in goal. A back three of James Hill, Toby Civic and Kai Rolls. Michael Smith at right wing back. Alex Cochran left wing back with Snodgrass and Keel in the middle of the park. And a front three of Josh Janelli, Barry Mackay and Lawrence Shankland. Thoughts, McIver? Uh, for people watching the YouTube version, if you're wondering why I've been looking down, it's because I was going out to my phone because I wanted to get my tweet up that I tweeted in regards to the team because I feel like it was quite ominous with hindsight now because what I said was, Shanklin, Cochrane and Snodgrass, Humphreys back on the bench, we have depth again, hooray. However, I will say I'm worried about that midfield too. Teams just put three in the middle and we can't deal with it as we're outnumbered. It's been oh. a very constant theme and Snodgrass himself keeps getting marked out of the game. Hopefully, it's fine. Narrator <laughs> says it was not fine. It was anything but fine. Yeah, um, very happy that we've got players back, generally. That's four players. Uh, even if people don't think certain players should be starting. Or the three changes are probably guaranteed starters, aren't they? I don't think they should be. But Neither I do I, for what it's worth, but they are. Yeah, that, that, I think that's they are. the predicament that we find ourselves in. Um, and Humphreys coming back off the bench as Wigan seem to just Wigan they might not ha- be a thing yeah, come the ha- summer they're having an absolute shit fit aren't they Wigan so I'm very glad to see that Humphreys is back on the bench with this international break you have to imagine he'll be close to match fitness again which is good you'd, you'd like to think so I was glad Keogh kept his place in the team because I think Keogh was kind of one of the main players. he of it recently hasn't yeah. he especially coming out that double header of Celtic games he was one of the few people that was kind of like a unanimous positive amongst the fan base, which is good. Uh, yeah, basically the main concern, as is everybody's main concern with this, is the formation. Uh, it just doesn't work away from home. No. 
it does not. And yet, there's a stubbornness and just... I was going to say a willingness to not... No, there's an unacceptance for change, change. or variety. Yeah. Yeah, it's terribly worded. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Like, I've got to be honest. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really emotional and really depressed when watching this game back. <laughs> I really am. See, I haven't watched it back because I value my mental health more than that. I've punished myself numerous times watching it back. And to me, the first goal... I've seen the goals back, I will say that. The first goal is a criminal. We'll talk about it now. Leighton Clarkson is just allowed the freedom of Aberdeen. Doesn't feel any significant pressure whatsoever. Just allowed to take his time. Finds Duke. He plays it inside to Shinny, who's supported by the aforementioned Clarkson. Hearts are just opting to jockey. There's no real pressure. No real demand for the ball back. Shinny receives it on the left flank. Just merely chops inside. Not a Ronaldo chop or nothing. Just sort of scoops it inside. Skips past Barry Mackay with ease, like he's not even there. Enters the box. Shinny looks to centre. Clark pams it away. Possibly rolls clears. I can't really see it, but it looks like Clark pams it away. It drops to Duke, who strikes towards goal. It takes a nick off Arrestus Kiermertzoglu. And it's a superb start from a Hearts perspective, as we're 1-0 down inside a manner of minutes. Eh, there's... Let me, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Who's most at fault here? Is it Michael Smith for jockeying Clarkson and not sticking a foot in? Is it Barry Mackay getting done so easily and jogging into the box, just letting him advance so easily into the area? Is it Clark's poor palm away? Is it Keo for not diverting it goalwards after leaving Duke, not closing him down? What's What's your thoughts? I would say the main issue is Mackay with the cross coming in so easily. Yeah, because it's not even so easily. It's as I know a lot of the phrase within football is often, "Oh, like he wasn't even there," but that is one of the most concrete examples I've ever seen of it. There would be no difference if Shinny didn't have anybody in front of him, because it is just and it's emblematic of Barry Mackay this season, where it's just an embarrassing attempt. It's not even att- I'm not even going to dignify it with calling it an attempt of a challenge. It's nothing. And that means Shinny gets passed, Hill then goes to, towards the ball because he's like, shit, Mackay just hasn't done anything there, which means Keo then goes to fill that gap, leaving Duke on his own, and then Duke... I don't think Clark can be blamed really because he's just like, I need to get a touch on this, it's coming towards yeah. me. Um, and the Nick diverts it the other way, ultimately. Yeah, exactly. Mackay's just... What, can, but, can, can I just say I might get a lot of stick for this but I'm going to oh come God. out and say it anyway Barry Mackay is the player epitome of what Robbie Nielsen is as a manager I have no idea what that means I Barry Mackay turns up against Ross County St Johnston Motherwell the, the, the lesser teams in this league Robbie Nielsen will guarantee us results against lesser teams in this league, but his insistence to play Barry Mackay in these bigger games comes back to bite him, and ultimately that's why his record isn't great when it comes to big games, in my personal opinion. I don't think there's much correlation there, because Nielsen, like, Mackay over the course of a season, this season, look at his numbers, they're poor pretty much across the board, whereas, like, 
we are still third, four points clear. That's Nielsen beating pretty much everybody except the old firm. Is there a team we haven't beaten apart from the old firm this season? Well, it's funny. We'll come to that in the quiz because there actually is one question. But that's fine. Wait, wait, wait. That's, we, we can wait. <laughs> so don't think about it now. No, I'm not going to be thinking about that the whole but, episode. But, 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 like, I just feel like, why? Oh, there is a team. How, how, how can he be getting 90 minutes every week? Yeah, it's inexplicable. It's genuinely It is inexplicable. His loyalty, to c- his loyalty to certain players is one of numerous gripes I have with him right now. Again, away from home is the main culprit. I saw a stat, and listen, this is from my dad, so if this is wrong, blame <laughs> Graham. Blame. <laughs> yeah. But it was something like, there was a thread on kickback where it was like, pros and Nielsen, cons and Nielsen. And it was like, at home, I, so take away the old firm from home and away games, right? Pretend mm-hmm. the old firm aren't in the league. At home, we've had like, it's roughly something like a possible 33 points, we've taken 31. Wow. Right? It's roughly, it's it's extremely high. Jesus. Especially, especially, because consi- I think, are we um, unbeaten at home outside the old firm? I think I we think, are. Yeah, for like right. a year as well. It's something I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna load up the home and away tables. I feel like you're right. Yeah, go for that. I think away if memory serves home, me, we've won ten and drawn one. But I'm just, going yeah, on to class I think that. so. Away from home, we've won three, drawn two, I think, and then lost the others. So, again, the the formation, the three five two, whatever you want to call it, clearly does work generally at home. Whether or not the performances are at a level that people want, it gets results at home. That, that's just backed up by stats away from home it absolutely does not and similarly I think I, this might be wrong this isn't backed up by anything just the way I'm thinking I think Barry Mackay most of his numbers have come at home this season with the exception of St Johnston away where I can remember him scoring that at the very end I can't think of many goals whereas goals and assists are coming at home, like he scored against Ross County at home, he scored against St Mirren at home, he got two assists against Dundee United at home, eh, St Johnson at home. He, that's where his numbers seem to be coming from. So I would understand if Robbie went, I'm going to play Mackay at Tynecastle all the time. I still think most people would be annoyed because it's like he hasn't shown anything this season to justify <laughs> that. But you can at least go, well, look, the numbers back that up. There is no excuse, justification, reasoning to keep playing them away from home because it is like playing without 11 players if I was Alan Forrest I'd be yeah. human. yeah you'd be fucking raging you would be fucking raging of course you would I'd be I'd be demanding off my agent thinking can we rewind the clock here and I just yeah. wouldn't have joined this lot someone said on Twitter I'm sorry I can't remember who it was someone was like if Alan Forrest had been given the minutes Barry Mackay has this season he'd have at least the same numbers as Barry Mackay I'd, I'd probably be inclined to agree with that. I mean, even then, I'm just thinking, did Alan Forrest score twice at Fir Park? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's, probably, he's probably done more in, in that one game Johnston. away from home than Barry Mackay has all season. Yeah. Uh, you, you were right. It is 31 points from home. So, one ten, drawn one, and the three losses must therefore be to Rangers twice. And, yeah, and Celtic. And Celtic. Yeah. So, that's what I mean. This, it's kind of the bigger point that we're going to be speaking about where it's like this formation doesn't work at all and everyone's and I'm in agreement with it in a way but looking at it it's like okay it clearly does work at home like at home it clearly works but away from home it doesn't at all I just 
honestly, I, I entered this podcast today in two minds. I, I'm not a fan of the shape. I'm not. Yeah, generally, neither am I. Unless we have everybody fully fit, because I think it can work when everybody's fully fit. I think and by work. fully fit, I mean Benny, Boyce, Halkett, but, all that. But, but even then, I don't think... I don't think we have... I don't think our best formation with everybody fully fit is a 3-4-3. Neither, because Liam Boyce... Liam Boyce walks into our first 11. And yeah, actually, when talking about Barry Mackay... Liam Boyce did a lot of the work for Barry Mackay to yes, reach the did. awards last season. Yes, he did. Boyce and it's a massive reason Mackay was so good last it's, season. It's mental, the criticism now, that Boyce gets. <laughs> like, and he's been absent for so long, and Barry yeah. Mackay has just deteriorated and fallen off a cliff. But I, 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 to me, it screams a 4-2-3-1 with everybody fully fit. I fully fully agree. Or a 4-3-3 if you want. Or a 4-3-3. If, if you don't want a 10 and you want like in an All eight, out 4-3-3, just yeah. fucking gung-ho. Because Shanklin drops deep so often, that's that's not his game. I, but he's re- Shank- no, but no it, it, is, it is, and his link-up's good, right? Yeah, he's really but, good at it. <laughs> but I want him... I want him in the 18-yard box. Yeah. The th- the, uh, weirdly, the problem is how good Shanklin is at dropping deep and linking up. Because see, if he was rubbish at it, it wouldn't happen. He would yeah. just be playing and he would be stuck there. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but Ro- Robbie's, Robbie's adamant that he works to such a level that at this current minute in time with Boyce out, he has to play that way. And I don't think, if- I don't, I don't think he's getting the best out of Lauren Shanklin. It's so funny that it's weird that we're annoyed a footballer is more complete. We want a limited footballer. We want somebody who could. I want what now. I, I knew want he was top, th- but I didn't realise how top. Yeah, I want what I thought Shankland was. Yes. Shit at everything, but really Just good like in the scorer. box. Yeah. yeah. What actually turned out to be is he's a really complete footballer, and it's annoying just now because it's a square peg in a round hole at the minute. Yeah. Really. Yeah. God, honestly, I, I'm actually I'm a lot calmer than I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to come Same. on ranting and raving. I thought you were going to be smashing the place I'm, up. I'm, I'm keeping it cool, but I'm. Do you know what? I'm in two minds, mate. I really am because I like we could talk about the other goals in a minute, but yeah, my general point was going to be I'm in two minds about the gaffer because I'm not a great Robbie lover, as everybody knows. Shock horror. However, however, if we get to third. I do believe he deserves next season, at the very least. If we blow third, which I believe there's a very strong chance, I'm very worried that we do, if we blow third, to me, I don't see how he can remain in a job. And that's hand on heart, that's me being as completely honest as I possibly can be. I just, I, I, need, I, I, need, to, I need us to get to May and to have seen what's happened, happened, if that makes any sense. So, I know that you. This is why this is why being a, a like on the board of directors is far beyond me, and I don't envy anybody that makes decisions. I was at just about to say that because God I forbid I would be chopping and changing left, yeah. right, and center. I, everybody but I, saw. I, I'm in such a predicament that I can't explain it any other way. Everybody saw your tweet at, on the day of the game when yes. you were like, "You need to get rid of Nielsen." And I thought that's what this podcast was going to be about. So, and I was like, so, I'm so ready. So I'm re- hands up, I'm ready to spar. But it's not, thankfully, it's not been. So, I... I just I got can, the fear. I can understand why people would want Nielsen gone if we f- don't finish third. 
I personally would still keep him because I didn't think or expect we would finish third. I predicted us to finish fourth. So if we don't finish third and we I'd, hit my prediction, it would be weird for me to then go, therefore, Nielsen should go. But do you, know, but do you not think circumstances change within that? Like, neither I, of us saw Dundee United tail off to the level that they did. But neither of us either saw Hibs and Aberdeen rebound as quickly. I didn't have both of them in my top six. But, but, but I think I did. But again, like the, the thing for me is, Aberdeen and Hibs, what, two months ago, their gaffers were both in bother. They played at Easter Road in a game that was dubbed El Sacico. Now they sit four points and five points behind us. Yeah, but part of that is because they've massively improved. Aberdeen sacked Jim Goodwin and have a, a fantastic rebound. Barry Robson's surely going to get that job. You, I, don't think, I don't think he will. I think he should, but I don't think I he will. Think he should. I, it, I think they're setting their sights elsewhere. I think he should as well. I think I think they, they look very good. And uh, then what is it? Hibs have taken 14 points from a possible 18 Hibs, or something? Hibs were unbeaten in seven, but albeit yeah. they hadn't played either of the old firm. Yeah. And they have in their last two. So it's something like... We currently this season, but if we lose the derby, Easter Road say, yeah, that's massive. That's massive. That is we're, massive. We're four points worse off than we were last season, whereas Aberdeen and Hibs are both like almost double figures better than where they were. But given Robbie's track record at Easter Road, I'm not entering that fixture full of confidence. And I'm I never not a derby. And I'm not. And I'm not entering the Kilmarnock game. Full confidence. They've just been held at home by St Johnston. They are Killy are. It's something like out of Killy's twenty-five points, twenty-one of them have come at home. Now it's twenty-two. Yeah, like it's something. It's mental. They're a very. Now, good I think team they've picked home. up two points away from home or something like that. Yeah, it's it's something mental. Um, I, I think getting third this season is a far bigger achievement than it was last season. If Nielsen does it. Because Aberdeen and Hibs are much better. We've played... But surely between... we've spent money to be much better. But we've... Spent... How... But how much have we spent of it? Like, Aberdeen had a massive summer. Well, let's see. Kieran Sogley was, what, 400, 450? I thought it was 350. Let's go with 350 then. For I thought it was 350. Sake. Shankland, 500? Uh, apparently, yeah. Right, so there's 850 just on those two. George Grant? I can't remember. We're talking over a mil, easy. A mil to a mil and a half. I think it was, wasn't was that in euros though? I think, it's in, isn't it 950? God knows. Don't ask isn't me, it roughly not, like 950? I'm not Andrew McKinley, but I've not got like Scooby. That. I'm not sure, basically. But my point is, is, we're spent dough to try and pull away from the two, and we're not. But. We, but I think that's a more long-term thing. But I'm also acknowledging that those two have got better. So, and we've played between eight to eleven games more than those two, and have had gigantic <laughs> holes smashed into our team through injury. Whereas we see three players who, well, one player hasn't played at all this season and doesn't look like he's going to feature at all this season in Benny. Boyce played until the St Johnston game at home, then hasn't featured. Halkett played like four games and then kept knackering himself. Mackay and Kingsley's form, who were two of our best players last season, that was hampered have, as soon as they were called into the Scotland squad, have just collapsed off a cliff. Gordon's been out since Christmas Eve. Other teams have also had injuries, obviously. 
But I just, my overall point is, I don't think there's time to just suddenly throw everything out. Nielsen in the last two seasons has so shown it's worth, that. I, I agreed with you a couple of weeks ago. A, weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I thought, there's no chance I would jeopardise risking third to sack Robbie now. Then is it genuinely just the Motherwell and Aberdeen games that have thrown you that much? A little bit because I because I look at I look at away from home, St Johnston six, Motherwell five, Hibs five, Livingston four, and the top two have all won more league games on the road than we have. Isn't that his? What was that thing? There was a Edinburgh Live or a Summon article <laughs> where it was a, it was shown. The last I'm glad nine, you paid such attention to who published it. I don't care. But it was like an article showing the last nine managers away form. I know and historically it is. Nielsen terrible. was like in the middle. <laughs> like it was like, yep, yeah, it were just since we were born, since our dads were born, we'd be terrible <laughs> away from home. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm not saying that you just go, oh, so therefore it's fine. It's infuriating that we're so bad through home. But what? But why? Why is that? Again, I, I, I kind of want. I kind of want to lead into the Shankland interview here. Like, is that right? Basically, is that a we mindset? We can see two thing? other goals. We can see two other goals. Who yeah, cares? right. Okay, we'll, right? We'll, we'll we'll brush over the goals because yeah. we'll brush over the rest of the game. So. After 20 minutes, gets even better for us. Ross McCrory, trying to time waste, wanders over to take a throw in and run down the clock. Ramadani, Miofsky, both exchange one-twos with McCrory, feeds it back to Matty Pollock, who, from centre-half, crosses a wonderful ball in for Duke, in between Sipic and Hill, loses the two with ease, glances past Clark, in at the far corner, great header. No pressure on the cross, an unmarked goal scorer who stands at 5 foot 11, bear in mind, Hill six foot, Civic six two, rolls a six one, albeit he's nowhere near it. <laughs> Poor positioning in my eyes, but we know he's a threat. This is the thing. He, he tore us to shreds up there back in October. He's bagged a brace after just twenty one minutes in this one. Two great goals, but goals that we can prevent, McIver. It's just another game where we've conceded three crosses. And, and again, like we'll just well, you've just led me perfectly into the third. <laughs> 28 minutes. He set up the second. Matty Pollock heads on the third. James Hill fouls Miofsky nearly on halfway. Silly foul to give away. Leighton Clarkson's free kick enters our six-yard box. Liverpool Loney to Watford Loney. Diving header in the six-yard box. Fucking hell. 3 nil down inside half an hour. What a laugh that is. Civic did that thing where he just looks like he's running in quicksand. Like he just looks like he's like nowhere near him. And, and then he like, knee slides back to the goal as though he kids on that he is. It's I think he actually falls. I think he kinda of slips and like, does it oh, matter? Shit, um yeah, just again, and we've conceded from across and a set piece. Which is just again something we just do all the time. This is this is what gives me the fear. I can already see Ash Taylor just powering. Isn't there a thing where it's like Kelly. Most of Kelly's goals. Kelly's perception. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, that that is the absolute fear. If there's one game to fix it, lads, it's Kelly away. Better be using that international break wisely, I tell you. Fuck me. Ramadani could have made it four. Horrendous back pass from Alex Cochran, pounced upon by Duke. Slips in the midfielder, can't convert in the near post. Cochran then deservedly gets taken off. That's his worst performance in a heart shirt, without a doubt. For his entire tenure I'm not talking about this season when he's signed permanently or indeed when he was on loan last year just terrible 
And then our only opportunity, I don't even know if you've seen this inside any no, minutes. Not. Up against the side. We've just bear in mind, we've just battered them 5-0 two months ago. Came at the start of the second half, and this just epitomises the afternoon for me. Sander Clark bowls out to Toby Civic, gathers a McCrory cross. Civic and Shangland exchange passes. It's quite lucky, but it looks quite nice. Snodgrass is then played through on goal, despite being at the centre circle. Time appears to just slow down. He eventually <laughs> enters the box, right? Slides it wide. No shots on target in an hour and a half. Like I say, despite battering the Dons at Tynecastle a few months ago. How can your mindset change so much that a change of venue up against the same team, albeit they might have, you know, an interim manager who's vying for the job, they might be playing for him, they might... I'm not buying that Aberdeen players were playing for Jim Goodwin. That, to me, is total bollocks. Not a chance. Because they looked like world beaters on Saturday. Whether we made them look like world beaters or not is beyond the point. But he's getting a tune out of them. Yeah, I was Robbie say, does it, not appear to be getting a tune out of this current crop and he was a matter of months ago I don't know what's happened I don't know what's changed I don't know if it's just because we've come up against trickier opponents that all of a sudden we just crumble but it's not good enough I would say it's I wouldn't say he's not getting a tune out of them because again we are four points clear in third but, yeah, but look we're at currently we were. in a dip yeah, we are in a but, dip at this kind of minute in time, it's fair to say that he's not getting a tune out of them. He was, but now he's not. And I don't know what's happened. Has something happened in the camp that we just don't know about and it's just well, been say, overlooked? The two games that are the Motherwell and Aberdeen game, we've come up against a, a manager in the new manager bounce completely in Kettlewell, who is doing fantastic. Side battling relegation, mate. Of course. I'm just saying, I think there needs to be context given to both the games. And an Aberdeen team that are very different to the Aberdeen side that would get beat by us, Darvo and Hibbs. But if largely this... the same group of players. How can, yeah. how can things change so much in so little time? Because as you said, they clearly hated Jim Goodwin with all their hearts. <laughs> like, we don't want to play for this guy anymore. Uh, also, even under Goodwin, we got beat earlier this season they've been consistently very mm. good at Pataudry we've yep. been consistently very shit at Pataudry as we'll come to in the quiz years. baby as we'll yeah. come to the quiz so this is the thing it was te- I don't think I've been angrier this season than after that game I turned it off after 20 minutes when Duke scored I was like I have better things to do and that included go to get my shopping I was like <laughs> I have much better things to do and I was just pacing at one point I was like, I can't deal with this. I was absolutely furious. But I do I don't think it does anybody any help to just kinda of go, right, there's no context to this. Let's just be furious for furious it's like, look at the situation. Right. It's still inexplicable. And I don't think it would have been that bad if we played in a different shape. And that's why I hope he plays in a different shape. He won't. Well, I think there's a very high chance he will because he's done it the last two seasons. In the championship we changed shape ended up running uncomfortably last season changed shape in the last nine games after everybody was like yeah, Robbie for the love of God changed shape no but in terms of the, granted the, that was under extenuating circumstances whereby we don't dispute third and whatever yeah but, but the, the five games before third we changed shape and then just rushed because there was a wee bit of a dip and it was like right around this time last year right enough yeah yeah, yeah. He changed shape a again February lull maybe that's what you should yeah. maybe that's what you should February March lull yeah 
I think there is a very high chance that Nielsen will go, right, actually, I'm going to date again. I'm going to change the shape to the final run-in. Right, you, you, you questioned my uh, vocabulary choice just there. You said Nielsen will go. I thought, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. <laughs> suddenly. Um, wow, I didn't see that coming. I just don't think the shape works away from home. I don't think the personnel involved works away Kyver, from home. He's been doing this for months. Like, he's so stubborn to the point where he's been doing it for months. Everybody says about the definition of insanity, that man is insane. But that's what I mean. That's what I'm like, right, this Just is it. Fucking change. I wouldn't mind if he was changing it up. Just do something to, to tell me that you're taking stuff on board. It's just all like... You know when Gerwin... You're not a darts fan, but you know when no. Gerwin Price had the earmuffs on to just block out the noise Robbie's no. just been going day to day life with these big earmuffs on and it's just not the least bit arsed about fan criticism supposed pressure from the board like all this it just carries on day to day I will say that is what most managers are like most managers are like I'm doing what I want to do because that's why I'm employed I'm not going to listen oh. to because when we had that January the first the, the very end of it Nielsen went yeah I'm not focusing on how positive everybody is because I know when I lose two games they'll be all over me <laughs> sorry <laughs> was that the January after we lost to Brora Rangers I'd no, be terrified this, to leave the house no this, Janu- no this January that we just had oh. we went unbeaten the double derby in Aberdeen <laughs> and Brian they won the month yeah Brian <laughs> McGoffin went this is amazing and he also went I'm not focusing on it because I know <laughs> that football's that quick that I'll just oh. get turned on again oh well at least he might be taking on the noise we you might be mates sp- you wanted to speak about the Shankler. You will never be mates with Robbie Nielsen. I'm ever. not. I'm practically because... mates with Andy Halliday now. He said he was no. looking forward to seeing me. The last of the goal. Right, this Shankland interview. He did a piece with Barry Anderson. Or rather, Barry Anderson did a piece uh, in yeah. the Edinburgh Evening News. Um, shall I just read it? For what it's worth for those that I haven't seen it. it. I'd imagine that everybody has seen it, but... yeah. Okay, Lauren Shanklin today issued an apology to Hearts supporters following Saturday's insipid display at Aberdeen. The Tynecastle captain looked distraught at the manner of the 3-0 defeat as he admitted some players need to look at themselves. That is perhaps the understatement of the year. Duke's double and Matty Bollock's header put Aberdeen 3-0 ahead inside 30 minutes at Pataudry. That scoreline remained and away fans vented their anger at full time. Shanklin said he didn't notice on-loan defender James Hill arguing back at the time. We'll come to that. I didn't actually see that. In all honesty, I don't know what anybody could have said back to them. Abuse is obviously going to come your way because of that performance. It's totally acceptable for the fans to do that. If somebody thought they were good enough out there and could argue back, then my God. I understand it, bracket fans' anger, totally. I apologise on the team's performance, uh, on the team's behalf for the performance we put in. Uh, in the second half, we had a bit of a goal, but the game was done. The fans travelled up in numbers and we've let them down. There isn't much to say. I find it hard to believe if somebody doesn't know how hard a game it's going to be up there. The record hearts have there tells you that. We won comfortably against Aberdeen at Tynecastle, but it's a completely different game at Pataudry. If people thought it would be the same game, they've got a lot of thinking to do. A couple of weeks ago, we lost to Motherwell, and it was the exact same mistakes we made. So we haven't learned. People need to look at themselves individually. It's a man's game. You need to look at yourself and stand up if you've done things wrong. If you aren't realising you've done things wrong, then you will come out of the team, potentially. I'm sure we will have a few tough talks this week. The bigger picture is, it's only one game we've lost again. We need to get back to work on Tuesday and deal with it then. Ironic that this is the day that we were recording. Shanklin suggested hearts weren't fired up enough for the task. In this league, if you give teams a three-goal head start, then you give yourself a mountain to climb. 
Oh, no shit. Aberdeen have a bounce with Barry, brackets Robson, being in charge and they're doing well at the minute. I don't know what our approach is. I don't know if we think it's going to be an easy game or what, but we are not at it for 25 or 30 minutes of the first half. The game is done. It's a hard one to explain when you look around and it feels like you're not up for it. I don't know if that's just how well Aberdeen played, but I fail to believe that. It's us not stamping our authority on the game from the start. You can't do that in this league. You will get punished, and we did. The game was pretty much done at half-time. So... Your immediate thoughts, Daniel McIver? The me- well, my immediate thoughts is he just continues to do what I think no one expects him to do. Speak very well about the club. Carry himself very well as a captain. I think a lot of people were like, as you'd oh, hope, slash expect. But a lot of people, I think, just went, oh, he's been given captaincy because he's scoring loads of goals. <laughs> like, that's what it is. But actually, I think he, it's he to keep speaks, him here. He speaks very well. He. When he's doing punditry as well, when he was at the Hamilton game and stuff like that, I, I liked listening to him speak. And he yeah, speaks he's very been well on Goa a fair bit as well. He, spe- he speaks very well. So, And, fair enough, a lot of players wouldn't do that interview so soon, even. a lot of play- Like, for example, I think I would imagine the players, when they're doing the press for Killy, speak about it then, kind of being like, oh, we apologise. But absolutely fair play to Shankly for so quickly coming out and being like, no, unacceptable. I do think it's done a thing that I expected to happen and that people are twisting what he said into narratives where the main takeaway is that, quote, is that quote <laughs> where he says that I don't know what our approach is and it's that he thinks that some people think games are easy. I've seen some people say that that's a dig at Nielsen. I personally don't understand how you can read that quote in the context of the article and think that's a dig at Nielsen. I think that's a dig at players who walk out in the pot and go, this is fine. We've got this. This is going to be easy. And any of these players, who who do you believe is a target to criticism? Well, I don't know because you could say, like anybody can pick a player that they don't like and go, that's that player. <laughs> like some people will go, is that Mackay? Because he thinks that he's got the ability to do it. I don't think so. Is, is that it your somebody... mate Andy Halliday? Is it my mate Gary Mackay Steven? Is it my like, ma- like yeah. You can do that, and I don't want to sit here and do that because I, I would like to think that professional footballers don't go out and go, oh, this is regardless of who we're playing, this is fine. Because I get confidence, like I think Man City players a lot of the time will go out and go. I don't mind. We've I, got don't, this. I don't mind a bit confidence. Yeah, that's fine. But going, oh, we then need to try as hard. We've it's got when this. it's when it turns into arrogance. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I just, I think that Shanklin being very open, I like the fact that and we heard it from Nielsen as well there's going to be a meeting this week you would imagine considering they're in today as we're recording this that it probably happened today surely you would have the meeting before you then continue to do stuff can I ask so, are you surprised that they were given yesterday off allegedly no, no because that's how it works like that's how did you watch us on Saturday yeah yeah but there's still also just guys at the job like I'm not, especially for an international break. You're not. You <laughs> wanted the men running in Galen. No, on, if, yesterday. If it had been up to me, it. they'd have been running the Sanders at Gullen on Sunday morning. That's what I'm saying. At half six. No, I have no issue with them being off Sunday Monday, right? Because at the end of the day, we care. They, it's just the job, right? Don't a, say that. Don't a bad day at no, work. don't say that. That's true, though. It is true, but I, I'm of that. Uh, I, uh, I just want... I don't know. That's, I'm, that's I'm of a romantic mindset. I just... I want no. them to care. But ultimately, they don't. 
No, they do care because if they perform well, they get paid more and they get that, and it. No, and they have they, a more no, they don't enjoyable care because, time because if if they did, work. if they perform, they won't be here. We've not got the money to pay them, however much. No, they want. but in terms of, they would have a much more enjoyable atmosphere and going to games and well, and like people like so, Alex Cochran. I mean, like I came back up. I mean, speaking of the atmosphere, let's just say that it was frosty come full time at Petodre <laughs> on Saturday. Um, the James Hill. Debacle. <laughs> Thoughts? It's just such a mountain out of a molehill, man. Like, I saw it. Obviously, I wasn't there. I saw it on Twitter. James Hill's arguing. I feel like you're sugarcoating this. Not really. I like. I it's do. like emotions were. I didn't. So yeah, the emotions were running forward. high. Yeah, I grant you. But I, I, I had a feeling from that first interview that he did. When you talk about using hearts, you don't say that you're using hearts as a stepping stone. You say, I've come here to play some games and gain some exposure or some, something like that. Didn't Jim say that, though? Didn't Jim say he's using us to get to go on to have yeah, a bigger man, that man Jim was do, amazing. Yeah, that man could do... Yeah, so be amazing then. No, say, that, so, say, that, say that and perform. No. Don't say that, come in and be bang average and then go, ah, oh, do you know what, I've had my spell at hearts. I'm ready to walk into this Bournemouth team. You've just said there you wanted confidence. Yeah. So he's arrogant. That's the difference. I said I wanted confidence, which then turns into arrogance. He has he has turned into arrogant. He was arrogant from the get go. He's obviously thought I'm going to go up to Scotland. I'm going to piss this. It's a farmers league. I'll walk into that Hearts team, no bother. Come down, be ready for the cherries, no matter which division we're in. Hopefully, it's the Prem and that they stay up. That's the way I read it. I don't. Rightly or wrongly, but. I think no. it's just a young guy. I don't guy know who the fuck he thinks he is, to be honest. And he's, he's been and he's guy. been bang average, if I'm That's, honest. Yeah, he has. All he's all he's done was a tackle on Saturday when we're three 0 down, and he nails Duke, perfect tackle, and a yeah. long throw in the reverse fixture at Tynecastle. That's really all he's given us. Other than that, I could barely tell you when if he'd performed well at all. So no, who the hell does he think he is? Just coming I up think... here and expecting to walk into our first team like that. Do me I a think favor. his first. I think his first few games he did well. Um, but right, and then what's he done since? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd drop him. We'll, we'll get into the Kelly thing. We'll drop him for a midfielder. But do you think he will? I think no. I'm saying I hope he does. Oh, I hope he does as well. But, do you th- but and that's what and that's not what I'm asking you. Do you think he will? Yeah, I think he will. I don't think he will. I think he will. Um, I don't think he will. I think he's too stubborn. I saw the thing on Twitter where it was like, "Oh, James Hill's shouting at Hearts fans," and I'm like. Right, well, I don't know what the context of this is. I don't know what's been said. Again, I don't know I'm not going to jump that's in. That's fine. To okay. Yeah, I, I, I go along with that because you, you imagine that it could be anything. You don't know whether it's personal. You don't yeah. know what, what's been said in the, the exchange. That's fine. Yeah, so I was like, right, I'm not going to have an opinion on this. And then, absolutely all credit to him. He didn't need to do this, but he released his statement on Instagram where he was like... Well, I've got it here. If you yeah, want to you read can it. read it. Right, go for it. I just want to apologise to the Heart supporters for my reaction after the full-time whistle on Saturday. Like you, I was angry and frustrated with the result. Oh, were you? As I went to thank the fans at full-time, a supporter repeatedly shouted me to get back down to Bournemouth, and obviously that hurt me as I've never given anything less than 100% in a heart shirt. I've loved every minute of my time at the club. Yeah. I bet you have the fans are second to none and that's why Saturday's performance hurt so bad I reacted in frustration by shouting back that I never give anything less than my all but I realised it was wrong of me to do so 
The Hearts fans, well, fair play, at least you've come out and said that. The Hearts fans were brilliant on Saturday, despite the loss, and I can assure you I was as every bit as angry as you were, hence my reaction. You've already said that. I'll continue to give my absolute all for the maroon jersey between now and the end of the season, and there was no intention to disrespect the travelling supporters. Do you Absolutely think... Yeah, but that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that's come from him, or do you think he's been prompted to say that? I don't care. I Why? think Because can we all grow up a wee bit? Like, yeah, oh Come no, it's like... Come on. Everybody's annoyed, because... Uh, annoyed? All right to be. I bet you he got his full hour of sleep last night. I think but I, I think it's very silly to suggest he wouldn't have been angry at full time, even if it is just at the abuse that he was getting, even if that's the only reason he was angry. It's, that would I think have been the only, the only reason. I, I disagree, because I think just right. as a football player, you're annoyed when you lose... Because you don't get to the level that... You don't get to be a professional footballer and not be competitive, not be wanting to win, not be wanting to have pride in your performances. And I think he'll have, in his self, go, I was shit the day, fuck. And then he gets a barrel load of abuse, which is to be expected. So I just think it's like tempers were flaring, everybody was annoyed, there was a wee bit of thing, he's apologised for it, we move on. Has he? Yes, definitely. That's a very good, well-written apology where he's not take. He's said, "I did I this." I don't, but I don't think, I don't it's think particularly it's well written. I think he's just trying to hammer home the same stuff. But that's fine. Like it's not like it's the biggest I'm thing not even in the convinced world. That's come from him. I I don't care. I think he did it, and I'm like, right. Again, this is mounting out of a molehill situation that so many people do, yeah. and it's like, who, who the hell do you think you are? I I think if it was. For example, another player, like, if Mackay did that, I think a lot of people would be a lot more forgiven of it. I'm not sure. Because of, how, because of how he did last season. I think some people would be like, ah, it's fine. Because Hill isn't our player permanently and that he's had a, a rocky start, I think it's some just people like, It's just like the Taylor that. Moore situation all over again, isn't it? Yeah, but that was also a pathetic overreaction to something. Yeah, that was. That was. I yeah. hold my hands up. I overreacted to that, but I'm not having. I'm not. Having I think this is even of, less of a thing. Nah, it's like because to, because to of what because of what. No, he said it. He said it from the start. I knew. I had a feeling about him as soon as he said that from the start. I was like, don't say that. I don't because I've had players all through my life who have said that about Hearts. Some have been good. Some have been bad. It's just a thing. I'm not bothered by it because that's the thing. Oh, I don't care that. what anybody says. You're not winning me so over or so that's fine. back over. Because I don't care what any. Get the fucking finger out. If you were that good, like, you would be playing for Bournemouth. Simple as. Well, not really. Bournemouth are shit. How not? What, what, like, does that not speak volumes about him? No. Bournemouth, what I was going to say was, Bournemouth are shite, but they're still a Premier League side. He's clearly not ready to play in the Premier League. But Hearts are bigger than Bournemouth. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they don't have better players than us. No, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. <laughs> so but, that's what my point but, is. But, uh, but I think, uh, well, that's my point. I think he should be appreciative of the situation that he's in. Don't, I think co- don't come in and imme- I think he's a Billy Big Boss that has just thought, oh yeah, I'll go up to Scotland, I'll piss that, not a problem. I don't, because I don't know him. And by I don't know him. That, nice might be harsh of me. that might be harsh of me to say so. I might be judging the kid where hold my hand. If that's not the case, then I hold my hands up. But ultimately, I won't know. Yeah, that's 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 why I'm like, I don't have an opinion on it. Because I'm not no, privy to that. any of this. <laughs> I'm like, it's a wee thing. I care much more about getting the results and if James Hill continues to get us uh, yeah, results I care, I care about results and that result was pish but that's what I mean he's also contributed to good results I don't think he should play for the 
next couple of games. But, but he will. I think just going. I don't know if he will or not. I'm telling because, you right now, he will. Because also we don't know about any potential injuries that come up. If suddenly rolls, if there's anything that history has told us about Hearts Lonies from the Premier League, he'll be playing. I don't know. We'll see. I hope he doesn't. It's going to be a Joel Pereira situation all over again, whereby it'll be written into his contract or something that he has to play. I'm telling you, he'll be I, he'll be he'll be kicking ball at East Ayrshire, and I'll be ready to give him dogs abuse. I'm going to be there if as that's well. The case, are you? Yeah, I don't know why. I'm gone as well. You're a glutton for punishment, just like me. Yeah. Should we speak? Gonna, a, let's gonna, speak about Kelly because I have. I know what. It's going to be the week that's obviously now we enter the international break, and then watching Scotland, you'll be thankful to get back to Hearts. That's how pathetic we are as a football nation. I will be watching Scotland. <laughs> Neither will I, for what it's worth. <laughs> I'm working at EK Edinburgh Uni on Pepper Mill on Saturday. <laughs> Jesus, what a time to be alive! I'll need to get my stab vest on. Um, <laughs> But like you say, another place where I might require a stab vest is Kilmarnock. <laughs> <laughs> we had to take on uh, Derek McInnes' men at Rugby Park on April the 1st. Hearts better not be playing any April Fools uh, on us, I tell you. Better get the fucking finger out. Better be three points. What's your thoughts <laughs> heading into this, given as you've rightly alluded to, Kilmarnock's record in East Ayrshire is very, very strong. Yeah. For the most part. Um, they're just really good at home. And it's and really dire away. Yeah, but except when they come to Town Castle, when they're good. <laughs> um, so there's there's where Robbie deserves some props. He he got rid of that hoodoo and the McDevitt Park monkeys off our back. But other than exactly. that, holy Christ! Exactly. Um, so very rarely I know what I don't have a set team in my mind, but I have a very set team in my head, okay. with the exception of one player who I'm like. Match fitness and all that. Uh, oh, oh! I was going to say the I, the one player that I had in mind was I thought it was a position, but maybe not because you're so adamant against one particular player that I don't I can't see I can't see them forcing their way into your team if that makes sense. Right. Well, this is my t- this is the team I hope for. Xander Clark and goal. Xander Clark and goal. No, I'm calling for Ross Stewart to come back in. The back four, I want to hear your back four. Yeah, I'd put a back four, a Cochrane-Smith rolls. So. I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. But I, I thought Nathaniel Atkinson might be, but you're just writing no, him off. No, because I'm like, I want them playing Bear as mind, he's wonder goal at Rugby Park saved us last time. But he wasn't playing as a, that last 20 minutes. He got moved to right wing. <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't playing at right back. That's the thing. Oh, this square pegs and round holes is a real laugh, isn't it? I want full-backs. Atkinson's defending is his weakest part. Okay. So that's why I want Smith. Smith, Smith and Cochrane, I, I grant you, are probably better. But then... And they can overlap. They're both good at overlapping. But I was going to say, they're, they're both better defenders than the two that you've alluded to, arguably. But you can't play Cochrane after that Patorji disaster, can you? Yeah, he definitely can because he's got all the credit in the bank from this. But he, he can have an off day. Like everybody's had an I'm off day. I believe he said Simic and Rolls, but he's not going to play. He's not going to play that. I hope he does. It won't. And then it won't. But carry on. Two. So it'd be a four-two-three-one. But if you want it to be a four-three-three, that's fine. The ten can just drop a wee bit deeper. That's absolutely okay. Fine. A two of Devlin and Keo, and then. Wow. Either an eight or a ten of. I'd go with George Grant because I don't think Humphreys is going to be fit, okay, fully, and I think Humphreys does work better as a lone striker. I don't know if he's good in the ten. I agree. Wingers of Forrest and Gino. That's never going to happen. 
Shankland as a straight up. I'll, I actually, I actually like that from you. Thank so that's you. Like, so that's exactly why it won't happen. Yeah, I, I don't know if it will. I think there's a high chance Nielsen's team will be clacking goals. Do you think he'll five. play Snodgrass even on that surface? Because he did feature at Rugby Park the last time. And I I'm, don't want Snodgrass to play. Can I just say as well, this is another annoyance that I've got with the gaffer. He talked about Pataudry being a battle. He leaves Andy Halliday and Cammy Devlin, arguably our two most combative midfielders, on the bench. Devlin's the big one because he's, he's simultaneously he combative energy. and energy. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's why I really hope he plays on uh, a week on Saturday. I think the team that Nielsen will play... Sorry, you're just ignoring my question. What was my... What was the... About, what? No, no, I'm, I'm saying about... Alright, okay. Right. Yeah, the team I think he will play is Clark and Goals, back five of Cochrane, Smith, uh, Hill, Civic and Rolls, yeah. Snodgrass, Devlin, Shankland, Mackay, Gino. Who left wing back? Cochrane? Cochrane, yeah. No Kingsley? No. I think that's a team he will play. I'll be annoyed. If Give us that again, sorry. So who, who, who are your midfield two? Uh, it's not Grass and Devlin. Do you think Devlin will come back in? Do you? I think Devlin will come back in. Yeah, and I think I'd rather have Devlin and Keel as a two. And Mackay, Janelli, Shanklin. Do you think he'll stick with? And yeah, I think he'll stick with that front three. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. So to I hope I, he mate. goes with a four-two-three-one slash four-three-three. I think it will benefit us, especially because Kelly are massive at the back yeah. so the tactic of going long will only work if you've got a t- that's why I'm like maybe Humphreys is good in a 10 because he can go up against Ash Taylor and stuff like that and win knockdowns but, but again, I don't depends know if on Humphreys if he's can do it yeah so I see, I see I lots of questions sorry McIver whether January recruitment I see that being brought into question in terms of is that the reason why Hibs and Aberdeen have managed to, to catch us. Are you buying that or no? I don't know. It's an interesting point because obviously they both did... I, how much business did they both do? I remember, I know Aberdeen had quite a change. It was more about who they let go Let's see, so than Hibs, who they brought in. Hibs brought in... CJ Egan-Riley. Egan-Riley. They brought in the boy Hop. Jago. Hoppy on loan. Hop, yep. So uh, that's three. Got rid of Demi Mitchell. Um, yep, got rid of Demi Mitchell. Got rid of Portis. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think it's more about who both those sides let go than who they brought in. Um, okay. And our January recruitment has so far consisted of Hill, who Hill. started all right, who's Oda. fallen off. Oda's not been given a chance and got hurt, and Grimes barely played. Jesus. So I, I think it's that, more like we don't And we know. set our sights on Callum Patterson that much that we didn't bother to identify another right yeah. wing back, even though it's yeah. our weakest area. He's not played, by the way, for the last seven games, even though he's not hurt. And yet, he seemed like he was working his way into the Wednesday team. Yeah. So Wednesday have just been total bell ends with us. So that's nice. It's good yeah, to know um, that Hearts have obviously covered all bases and identified somebody else. But that's besides the point. So I'm going inexplicably. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Oh, going a score prediction. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, right. So that, I'm, going I'm going. So it'll be a two-one loss. Nice. I'll go one-nil, Killy Ash Taylor. Okay. Fair play. Oh, I think that Armstrong Boyle score. Okay, 2 0 Kelly. Taylor. <laughs> okay, hooray. Right, perfect. If that happens, you're going to have to find somebody else to come on this podcast <laughs> because I will, have, I will have combusted. That'll be me. I'll be fuming if that happens. So, folks, if you're listening to this and you fancy coming on, on standby. 
Be sure to see you on. MacGyver will be sure to see you on. I won't be, because I won't be here. He's flown back out to Berlin. <laughs> Just sat there with a big stein and I've yeah. currywurst again. Oh, I miss that so much, man. Right, quiz time before we conclude. Right. Are you proud of me? I, I, feel, I feel good. I feel... Happy that I didn't go fully Tonto. I mean, I was about to say, I was, and then the second half you went fully mental at James Hill. So <laughs> Rightly so. Right, questions. Or sorry, the quiz. Your first question, uh, your first two actually are just standard. You've then got oh. a multiple choice, you've then got a true or false. And of course we end with the best part of the show, the Who Am I? Right. Question number one. You were thinking about this during the podcast. Hearts have only failed to beat one non-old firm team in the league this season. Who is said side? Is it Livingston? It is McIver. Great start. One from one. Question number two. Who is the last Hearts player to score at Pitodry? Oh, to score at Pitodry. Did we score earlier this season? I don't think so. I think we got beat too. Because Cochran missed that absolute sitter. Mackay missed that absolute sitter. He did. The, the last player I can remember is mm-hmm. Suter scoring a penalty. But have we scored since then? Because we got beat 2 1 that day. How did he got sent off? We didn't play them again in the split. I can't think of who it would be, so I'm going to go Suter with his penalty. It's the correct answer. Very good. Well, hey, fucking hell. There's no scored since then. Mate. Jesus. That's, that's a discri- wait, wait till you hear the fourth question. My God. Oh, God. Right. Your multiple choices. Who's the last Aberdeen player to score at Tynecastle? Is it oh. A, Niall McGinn? B, Funso Ojo? C, Lewis Ferguson? Or D, Sam Cosgrove? Right. Niall McGinn scored when Clare got sent off. The and he won all yes, draw. Yeah. Uh, Ferguson dived for the penalty in Brown's last game, but they didn't score it. So I'm going to discount them. Surely it can't be Cosgrove. Surely they've scored since then. So was it Ojo, did you say? Yeah, Vince Ojo. Him. Gone with that, yeah? Yeah. <sighs> McIver, McIver, McIver. You're correct. Well done. <laughs> I'm three for three! This is class! <laughs> I'm so I, impressed with my logic there as well. I thought I'd catch you out with the Ferguson pen. Because I, no, I, I thought that you would think that he'd scored elsewhere in the match. But, ah, okay. But no, you're right. He missed that penalty. Well done. So yeah, in a, in a, a one all draw, August 2021, the third yep, match day of, of last season. So was I. Yeah. Uh, true or false? Question number four. True or false? Hearts I'll weak- fucking get this wrong after I've <laughs> smashed the rest of the question. I, I think you're going to get all five here. Hearts' weekend loss means that Aberdeen have now equaled their best run of consecutive victories against us at Pataudry. Hmm. So that's... I'm going to go true. <laughs> it's wrong. It is true. Yes! I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever got all four questions right. They also won seven in a row against the Jambos at Pataudry. Wait to hear this. Between November 1952 oh. and April 1956. Bloody hell. Seven in a row against them up there. I've never got the four winner. questions right. 
I'm you're buzzing. Gonna, yeah, I think you're going to get this. I don't even right? care if I don't get the who am I, because I get that all the fucking time. I never get... <laughs> Listen to this one. I need to start making these solid, man. <laughs> right. Right, here we go. The who am I, the best part. Okay. Despite not being English, I began my senior career at a Premier League club after being linked with Rangers as a youngster. I suffered a serious injury when tackling a Ballon d'Or winner, and it wouldn't be long before I ended up in Gorgie, where I eventually became a vice-captain. I scored just four goals for the Jambos in 134 games, played for another four Scottish clubs, including against Bayern Munich in European competition, and made ten appearances for my country in seven years. Who am I? I've no fucking idea. <laughs> um, right, wait, I'll get the uh, I'll get wow. the video up. Wow, there! What a fascinating man. Whoever this I'll is. I tell you what, what a career. <laughs> right. Between oh. <laughs> I need to narrow it down the time because that's a long time for playing. Between what seasons did he play for Hearts? Okay, uh, two thousand and one. And 2005. Bollocks. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to hear. I was hoping you were going to go be- between 2010 and 2014. And I was like, I'll get that. Uh, right. So I, I injured myself tackling a Ballon d'Or winner. Oh, around yes. that time, I don't know a single person who won the Ballon d'Or. I don't know anyone who won it back then. I was proud of myself because I, I had to eventually go on the guy's Wikipedia and I was like, I'm pretty sure he won the Ballon d'Or. And it turns out he had. And he played for a Scottish team against Bayern Munich. Yes. And he was oh, a gr- What a great, que- a great uh, uh, clue that is. Oh. I don't know if I should ask clubs because I feel like I'm rubbish at and then you just use up the second question, McCarthy. I know. And he started his career in England, but he's not yes. English. Right, yes. I'm not asking the nationality, because that's way too vague. There's no point okay. in that. I respect the that. Only f- I don't know why, but... Go on. Oh, no, it doesn't make sense. I was going to say, the person in my head is Neil McCann, which doesn't work <laughs> for anything. I'm just focusing on the fact that I've played for other Scottish clubs but he didn't play for us in that period he played for us either side of that period but not then um, oh no McCann did play then right interesting oh McCann did play then wait there I remember playing with Hartley interesting oh no wait did we sell him the oh, I can't fucking remember right I need another question I need another question. That means you do, I don't, but take, take your time. Don't I don't just anything, want mate. to ask the clubs. <laughs> I don't want well, that's to. what you were going to. I know, and it fucking went so wrong for me last time. Right. I'm tr- I also try and do this thing. I don't think it works for you, though. Where <laughs> I try and like go, is it related to Aberdeen? Is it related to Killy? Is it related to a game that we've had? But you don't really do that. Okay. So I'm like, right. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have asked the time period. Right. Tell me the clubs. Okay. I think you're going to get it from this, though. Oh, I'm rubbish at this, though. I've just realised you're not said in order, so I can do it any which way. In order? No, you ask the question no. now. No, no, you ask the, the question. Thing. You keep doing this, 
you should you should make that point afterwards. When before you start saying it, it doesn't work because no. now I go. Tell me the clubs in order. No, you've asked the question. No, that's too, no, it's tough. Too late. No, it's too late, mate. Tell me the clubs in order. Otherwise, I'm telling you the clubs: Colchester United, Hibernian, Falkirk, Crew Alexandra, Reading, right, Leicester, Leeds, uh, St Johnston, and Hearts. Right, they did help anyway. Even if you told me that in <laughs> order, because I've no idea. <laughs> The only other person that's in my head is Alan Mabry. But I feel like Mabry didn't he tackle that and surely didn't he play for against Bayern. Alan Mabry is now in my head though. Because he said Hibs. Because the other one was going to be Kisnorbo. But he didn't oh. play for Hibs. Patrick Kisnorbo. Yeah. Mabry played for us in that time. Did you say St Johnston? Yes. Maybe he also played for St Johnston. He played for Hibs. And he played for us in that time. I don't think I could... I, I'm not going to get anything else. I didn't ask his nationality because I, I don't think that would have helped. Clubs, I don't care if they're in that order. I don't think he played down south though. But I can't think of anybody who also played for us. Hibs and St Johnston. I don't know if he was vice-captain. And I don't know who he would have injured then I think it's going to be someone who retired mid 2000s I think he came to us later but I don't know who that could be so my guess is Alan Maybury Daniel McIver you were going for 5 out of 5 I've not hit it you've successfully managed 5 out of 5 <gasps> is that actually Alan, Alan Maybury yeah. Alan Maybury played for Leeds <laughs> yeah Came through league, he played for like Jonathan Woodgate and all that. Did he actually? Yeah, I think he only. Well, I say that he only made fourteen appearances for Leeds, but yeah. Right, who did he tackle? He played. He played for Leeds in the Champions League. Bloody hell! And the tackle was on Pavel Nedved. Wow! Returning to Ellen Road when he was he against uh, when he was he, at Real Madrid. No, returning to Elland Road, he also played in Leeds' three-all draw with Lazio in the UEFA Champions League, Lazio. during which he suffered a serious knee injury due to a horror tackle by Pavel Nedved. I Is knew, I knew the clubs as soon as I said Hibs. Yeah, like, you bastard! Is it, I didn't. Th- it, I, I was trying to issue you away from the clubs, but is that the first time someone's got five for five? I think it is. Well done, mate. Oh well my done. god. Well done. So you're the first person to get zero, and I'm the first person to get five, and it's now because I make it, I make it seven. I make it far too easy. I mean, that you're like Robbie Nielsen against all the wee teams, and I'm like Robbie Nielsen against you know players yep. of, and teams of actual caliber. Sure, um, you keep you keep thinking that as I actually be like Robbie Nielsen and run away with it. Run away with what? We're four points clear. It's fine. We get third. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Do we? We previously have. That's what I'm talking about. Robin Nielsen runs. Yeah, away. previously. But yeah. do we this season? Well, I got five. I'd be interested. Do we this season? <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that very anti climactic. All right. Answer. <laughs> um, no, well done, mate. I made that. I'd be easy. interested. I'd be interested to know if anybody else got five for five. That's a good point. Let us know in the comments. No cheating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just getting the timestamp and going, yes, I did, actually. Yeah, of course, of course I got five yeah. out of five. It was easy. Well, 
We hope you have enjoyed it. Slightly longer episode, as you would imagine, considering the game that we just had. <laughs> and yet we spoke very little about the game that we just yeah, had. Yeah, we did, actually, yeah. Um, well, we hope you have enjoyed it. So, if you have, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. It massively helps us out. If you've been watching us on YouTube to see Adam get really annoyed at James Hill, please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. We're at Petipaisley on all forms of social media. Petipaisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email as well. Adam, where can we get you on social media? Uh, you can get me on social media to find my anti-Robbie Nielsen and anti-James Hill propaganda at Adam T. Kendall. What about yourself, mate? I'm at dmckiver22. We'll be back next time to cover the game that we were both at, actually, in attendance for. Come on, Nick, away. That's Hopefully, still a suspect for me, if I can be yeah. asked. Hopefully we get a point in that and anything else that happens in between them. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Watch out, tease! <laughs>